Hey, everybody. Welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week, we take a movie from our past, and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our heartbreaks of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How are you doing, hon? I'm okay. And yourself? I just had some ice cream. I got a nice snuggly blankie. And, uh, good to go. I feel like ice cream is like the great equalizer of like, oh yeah, this makes me feel nice. Yeah. Unless you're lactose intolerant and then it makes you feel not nice. Unless you had lactose free ice cream. Which I did. Yeah, but I'm not saying you're lactose intolerant. I'm just saying. Actually, technically, we talked about this, remember? If I were to probably have dairy at this point, it would probably go very poorly in my system. Because you've been vegan for five years. I've been six vegan years. for six and a half, almost seven years, I think. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I just say the better part of a decade at this point because I kind of lose track. Well, you you started going vegan after I proposed. Which but was, before we got married, so well, six yeah, years. But it was right after. But it'd be like six and a half years. It was right after your birthday I proposed. So there you go. It was your 30th birthday. And I'm 36 now. So there you go. Six odd years. Better part of a decade. Better part of. Be- no turning no. back. Anyway. Anyway. So I had vegan ice cream, which is lactose free. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. And it was delightful. The Ben and Jerry's peanut butter half-baked today. But I'm saying, theoretically, if someone had ice cream and they were lactose intolerant and it wasn't vegan ice cream, that would be a bad day, not a good day. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, they should just be safe and eat vegan ice cream. Unless you're allergic to nuts and it's ice cream that's made out of cashews like all of yours is. No, no, no. One of the ones I have in the freezer right now is made out of oats. And then there's coconut milk ones as well. There's some that are made out of nuts. Some are made out of oats. Some are made out of coconut. I mean, it's there's different ones. Something for everyone. Under the rainbow of lactose intolerance. <laughs> but anyway, hi. How are hi. You? We're having a good time. We're, we're, we're here. We got a movie to talk we about. We got a movie to talk about. So shall we talk about that movie? Let's do it. All right. Well, this week we will be talking about Mortal Kombat, which originally hit theaters back in 19. 1995. Wait. This week, we will be talking about Mortal Kombat. I had to do it. I had to do it at least once. It was bad. Well, I'm not that guy. They had a filter on it. Maybe if I did it again and put like a Mortal Kombat. That was worse. <laughs> you better put filters on that. <laughs> Fix it in post. In each of us, there burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will die. And his forces of darkness in an ancient tournament. One more victory. Your soul is mine. And our world no! is theirs. It has begun. You can't run from me, Sam. I don't need to run. Oh, 
August 14th, 1995, it was the Battle of Britpop. Rival bands Oasis released Roll With It and Blur released uh, Country House on the same day. I remember hearing on like a history of new music thing that Blur and Oasis hated each other. And this was like a decade later. And I was like, I had no idea about any of this. I think because 1995, right? It was before I was starting to get into like my own taste in music. And I did develop quite the enjoyment of Oasis, but I never really got into to blur besides song two right because i was like everywhere but like i didn't realize that this brit pop rivalry was this insane thing until i was an adult and even then i don't know the scope of it but anyway this is not a music history podcast not yet (laughs) no speaking of music history (laughs) august 15th the single macarena oh wow now that i was familiar with i that felt like that was earlier I know, right? I was going to say like 92, but it was 95. Yeah, wow. We were all doing the Macarena and school dances, and it was the, the big thing. Hi. That's how it ends, right? Hi. Hey, Macarena. Hi. Uh, let's see. August 19th, Mike Tyson returns to the ring after serving three years in prison and DQs Peter McNeely in 89 seconds. I have nothing bad to say about Mike Tyson, and I never will because, because Mike Tyson's you? scary. <laughs> scary dude. And, and Mike then, Tyson's Mysteries is really fun. This is true. And on August 24th, 1995, mm-hmm. Microsoft debuts Windows 95. Oh, Windows 95. It's a big one. It's a big one. And now we're up to Windows 11. That's quite the number drop from 95. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Well, it's all that. It's all the stupid naming thing where it doesn't. they don't want you to make it sound like it was you know, a million versions later where they all change. It's so stupid. The it's, naming conventions. If if someone can identify a single product that has had, no, 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 I guess the PlayStation. I was going to say, at the least PlayStation. the PlayStation is it's one, like the only two, thing, three, three, four, four five. five. Everything else has got stupid names. I mean, the PlayStation handhelds. Well, yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, even that. What was the right? first handheld? The PSP, PlayStation Portable. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then the PSP 2, which was never called the PSP 2, it was called the PlayStation Vita, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. But at least the one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they got that, and that's about it. Yeah. All right. So, do we want to talk about the 1995 box office? Yes. It was a big year for movies. Mm-hmm. So we had Casper, which I'd love to do for Halloween. Well, that's your choice at that point. Congo. Congo. I remember Congo. Like I never saw. I. I, I did. I've seen it, but I, I, it took me years to see it. Oh. And I remember being like, I really want to see it because it was written by Michael Crichton. And I was like, Jurassic Park was amazing. Surely Congo must be. <laughs> I heard the book's a lot better than the movie. I've heard that too. Batman Forever and Pocahontas were all big at the box office. And then Apollo 13 reigned supreme for four weeks, followed by Waterworld. Mm-hmm. And then surprise hit Dangerous Minds came out at almost 15 million, but that was beaten by Mortal Kombat with a take of 23 million. Dangerous Minds was beaten by Mortal Kombat? Yep. That's funny. It yeah. held for three weeks and then lost to. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, with nine million. I love that it held for a few weeks. Three whole weeks. That's fun. Like, uh, when was the last time we had a movie that, like, because we don't have that very often. We have a lot of movies that are number one for like one week, and then we have a few movies that are number one for like a week, and then later it's a number one again. Mm-hmm. 
but I can't remember the last time we've had one that, that had a stretch. Yeah, it, it isn't as common as I really thought it was. I think it's only the really, really big movies. Yeah. Like, and I, I guess it's still because like movies like Avengers would be number one for a couple weeks. But uh, even then, sometimes not because then you'll get Fast and Furious comes out like the next week. Yeah. So summer blockbuster season is... Uh, it's, it's uh makes it hard. Makes it hard. The top movies of the year were Batman Forever with $184 million, Apollo 13 with $172 million, and Toy Story with $146 million. Mortal Kombat was 22nd for the year, which is pretty good, mm-hmm. with $70 million domestic. Nice. Shall we discuss the film? Yeah, well, shall we discuss our memories of the film? I have none. You, you have made none? me watch this, I'm pretty sure, at one point, and that is my memory. That's film. your memory? Yeah. I don't know if I saw this movie when I was younger. I don't think I had any interest in seeing this movie when I was younger. I'm pretty sure my only memory of this movie was seeing it with you because you made me watch it at one point, and I'm pretty sure I was on my phone the whole time. Probably. That sounds like you. Sounds like most people. This, these days? Yeah. I try very hard, and sometimes I fail to stay off my phone. And when you're making notes during movies, it helps. But yeah. I, that's a big part of why I like doing this because I actually have to pay attention to these movies and not just sit on my phone. Yeah. But as for my memories, I have quite a few. And as you can imagine, as a you know young man during the 90s, I was all about Mortal Kombat, the video game and the movie itself. It's funny that we just happened to do two movies back to back based on video games and where one, I didn't really like I, I knew of it. And mm-hmm. I paid attention to it, but I never really played it. And then a week later, we're talking about something that I was very familiar with. Mortal Kombat, I mean, like, I didn't play the original in arcades, but I remember playing it on, like, Super Nintendo. I remember convincing my mom to let me rent it from Blockbuster Video because I remember sitting there trying to explain to her because she had no idea. Mm-hmm. She had no idea. And I just thought, like, every parent knew the controversy of Mortal Kombat, right? I yeah. just assumed. So I'm sitting there in the parking lot as we're going right before we go get it, being like, it's okay, mom, on the Super Nintendo version, they painted all the blood out with sweat. And she's like, what are you talking about? This game has blood in it? And I'm like, no, 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 it's sweat. Like if I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah, she would never never even would have known. But I remember renting it from Blockbuster and playing it. Actually, back in the day, you you wouldn't know this, but the Super Nintendo was originally hooked up in that office mm-hmm. that's upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I remember lying on that floor and playing Mortal Kombat on that floor for a long time. I ended up buying it myself eventually years later. I never owned a copy of Mortal Kombat on Super Nintendo. I only only had rented it until I was an adult. I mean, obviously, from there on, the series continued. It was one of those franchises that just hit, and it hit so hard that like they were rushing the sequels out like mortal kombat 2 only came out like a year after mortal kombat 1 and same with mortal kombat I'm just, 3. that's pretty common now though mm-hmm. well i mean like that's the thing with, that happens with like franchises but like how many years pass between street fighter and street fighter 2 or street fighter 2 and street fighter 3 like I have no idea. a long time they just kept milking street fighter 2 but like skyrim like, I, yeah basically but I remember the first time I saw Mortal Kombat 2 in an arcade mm-hmm. and then I was afraid to play it. I was so intimidated by Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, hon. It, it was hooked up to like a ridiculously loud sound system and everything. Like it was thrilling. I remember I was on vacation in New Brunswick and we just happened to wander in an arcade and it was there. And it was a huge crowd around it. It was so cool. This giant picture of Raiden on the side of the arcade cabinet blew my freaking mind as a, as a God, that, was, that would have been... 94 you know like i i, I would have been 10 it's 
crazy. It was mind blowing. And then, of course, Mortal Kombat 3 came out at the time this movie came out. And that was something that I, I mentioned to you last night. There's, there's actually cheat codes for Mortal Kombat 3 hidden in the movie. That's pretty cool. Which I have neat. to hand it to the movie that, that, that they did that. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And the third one is the one that, that is, is crazy because it's like ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is very well regarded because it's like everybody's in it. But three, like just regular normal three, mm-hmm. is missing like half the cast. Like Scorpion is not in it. Sub Zero is in it, but he's not a ninja anymore. Wait, so Sub Zero is not a ninja? Not, not no, like in the sense of like he's not wearing a hood and is like the color palette swap guy. You know, I don't like it. Yeah, he he was like a dude in like a blue vest. I don't like it. And he could see his face. That's what oh, Sub-Zero okay. looked like. And and then, of course, there was a bunch of, like, Reptile wasn't in it, and Katana and Melina weren't in it. See, like, I, I've always liked, because you've, you've had, I was going to say you've made me play these games. But no, I, I did, I have enjoyed playing the newer ones. Yeah. And I always really like Katana. Mm-hmm. I like Katana. She's so, and we'll get into the movie, but but I, I was happy that Katana was in the movie, not that she really did anything. But yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting what they did, because, like, we'll get into the, the actual movie itself. The movie is like a is a combination of Mortal Kombat one and two mm. in, in a lot of facets. It's it's more one than it is two, but mm-hmm. there is some elements of two in it because like Katana is not in Mortal Kombat one, and really that's the like Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that he's never called Shao Kahn once in the movie, he's just referred to as the Emperor. Mm-hmm. He's in the movie, but he's not in Mortal Kombat One. You do not see Shao. That's another reason why the game scared the crap out of me when I saw it in the arcade. Was because Shao Kahn was in the the video at the beginning when you're when you're waiting, and I'd never he he was just new, and it was like, whoa, look at this dude. He's super intimidating, and wow. with this crazy skull face and anything. But yeah, so I remember I remember dragging my dad to see this movie, mm-hmm. and I remember that he was less than thrilled. I can imagine with the movie. I remember that I loved it. I think I went with Trevor. I'm pretty sure I went with Trevor. Interesting. And we had a great time. I remember this is back when Trevor used to live out in Port Dover, and it took me like I, I would have to go out to visit him. And we were I was over there for a sleepover, and we went to a store in Port Dover, and they had the soundtrack on cassette tape. And it was the first cassette tape I ever bought myself with my own money. And I remember that we got his mom because like – you know, his parents would drive me home the next day because you know how far away Port Dover is. It's not like a quick it's drive. It's not a short drive from here now. No. So basically, his mom was driving us home and, and we were like, can we put on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack to listen to on the way home? And and I remember listening to the soundtrack and the second song on the soundtrack, there's one point in it where this guy goes, I'm fucking tired. And, the, and Trevor's mom was like, whoa, what? And she like ejected the tape and like wouldn't let us. She's like, I'm going to tell your parents about this because it was an F-bomb in the, in the and, and you know what? Now parents just, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, no. So Mortal Kombat, this movie was a big part of my life. Mortal Kombat, the games were a big part of my life. So yeah, I have lots of memories. Yeah, so I have no memories of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, until now until now because you were on your phone the entire last time we watched it yeah and to be fair i think i think i remember the girlfriend from billy madison was in it bridget wilson i think that's what 
So can I can I give you my first note? Because we yeah, let's get into it. We own this movie on DVD, but a lot of our DVDs are still in boxes, yep. included this one. So you pulled it up on your online because yeah, you, you I have, have a, the online code. I have a Google Play, like an extensive library of digital copies that we've got, amassed over the years. So when it popped up and you hit play and it's got the play bar, I noticed immediately that it said this movie is an hour and 41 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the hell are they going to pad this into an hour and 41 minutes? And they do. And they do. <clears throat> So that was that was my first indication of how the evening's entertainment was going to go. Okay. Off to a very negative start with Laura here. Yeah. <laughs> Does it get any better? There's a lot of moments I remember you laughing, whether <laughs> yeah. you were laughing at like, because there was a few times you actually laughed at something you thought was funny, but there was definitely a lot of times that you were laughing at, hon, this is so fucking stupid. And I know that it's stupid. It's but not I still that I was laughing it. with it. I was laughing at it. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to hear these takes then. Well, you go ahead. Okay. So the movie starts with Shang Tsung <laughs> killing Liu Kang's brother. And I, I should have pulled up his name. I meant to. Carrie Tawagawa or something along those lines. The, the actor who plays Shang Tsung. I remember at the time when, the, when I was watching it as a kid being like, well, that's not accurate. Shang Tsung is an old man. In the very first game, Shang Tsung is an old man. And then in the second game, he's de-aged. His, his youth is returned to him. So that's that's one of the first Mortal Kombat 2-esque pieces in this movie is that Shang Tsung is much younger. But like now, when I think of Shang Tsung, that's what I think of, is this portrayal of Shang Tsung. And it's such a popular portrayal of Shang Tsung that they brought him back to play Shang Tsung in the newest game. Well, doesn't Bridget Wilson play Sonya Blade in a couple of the games too? No, although they did bring her back. They did a, a skin pack where they brought back Lyndon Ashby, who plays Johnny Cage, Bridget Wilson, who plays Sonya Blade, and Christopher Lambert, who plays Raiden. And Christopher Lambert is rough. He sounds very rough now. It was uh, kind of like ooh, listening to him read the, the lines from the from not the movie, but the game lines in the in this latest pack. Surprising though, they didn't do Robin Shu. I don't know why. Maybe they, but they, they. I was gonna say maybe they were saving him for later, but they can't because they've actually made an announcement that they're not supporting the game with any more DLC. So, nah. no Robin Shu. Well, it's me and Liu Kang. Yeah, he like. Okay, I guess I have to go back to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and then it shows him go to some temple. Yeah, I remember you were really hung up on this, and in and China, and I'm like, he goes to the the, the Temple of Light, which is a major plot. But it, it's so, obviously yeah. more Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. My first guess was actually Cambodian, but looked it up, it's Thailand. It's Thailand. But to be fair, they're at least on the same peninsula. Yes, well, because we talked about this last night too. You're like, that's not China. And I'm like, well, funnily enough, they filmed at the same location in Tomb Raider, the movie we watched last but again, week. At least and it was the Cambodia. Same continent. It was right. 1995. Not continent, peninsula. <laughs> It was of course, n- it was Hunt. Save Con. Hunt. It was 1995. <gasps> Do you think China is letting anybody in to film at their temples? Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably not. Anywho. But Liu Kang's all like, I don't believe in this tournament. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this, even though I'm having these weird dream visions and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I believe in it. Okay. Like- Do you, the, the, the moment he decides to believe in it is when a man 
turns into a lightning bolt no, 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 and no, no, electrocutes. No, 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 not, then. not then. He was at the the table at the like at the temple, and they're like, "Okay, Liu Kang's going to be our fighter," and he's like, "Yep, I'm going to go fight in this tournament." He specifically said that he was going to fight in the tournament because his brother's killer was going to be there, and he went for revenge. Yeah, but he didn't believe there was even a tournament. No, no, he didn't. It's not that he didn't believe there was a tournament. He didn't believe that the point of the tournament was true, oh, okay. which well, is to save the very, world. Like this is stupid, and then he went, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I was just like, again, it wasn't he. He went for revenge for his brother's murder. He went to go get revenge. It was not. There's a lot of re- going for revenge. Okay. In this movie, yeah, because like, obviously Sonya is doing the same. The funny thing is, is that Sonya's character in in the games, like her backstory is identical. They did. I'll give this movie this with a few exceptions. They do a really good job of respecting a lot of the lore. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like this movie did a better job of respecting the lore than the, than the latest movie did in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, fair. like Sonya's backstory is correct. Kano, she's after Kano because Kano killed her partner. Kano is there because he's like, Hired by Shang Tsung to be there. The whole weird Sonya Blade, creepy Shang Tsung vibing on Sonya is only a part is a product of the movie. It's that's nothing to do. That's not in the games. Johnny Cage's reasoning exactly the same. Liu Kang's reasoning is, oh, I am going here to 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 fight for the sake of the world. I mean, Raiden fights in the tournament in the games, but not in the movie. He stays out of it because he's immortal. Can the- I can I ask you a question about Raiden? Yes, sure. Is Raiden white? No, they they kind of he is a Japanese god. They got they did that better in the new movies. They they actually made him an, an Asian person instead of okay. Because I was like, yeah, why is Raiden why, white? Why, Raiden is white because they needed to cast a big actor in the role. I mean, you said yourself. You looked up in the trivia that they originally went to Sean Connery. Also, what is he doing? What is Raiden in this movie? No, just what. What is Raiden? What is he doing? What is Raiden doing? The whole do the acting choices for Raiden line up with the game at all? Not no. Raiden is There's my biggest a disappointment. Lot of nonsense like, with Raiden. Nonsense. He was my favorite part of the movie because he's hands down because he's silly as shit. But it was silly. Yeah, he's very silly. Silly is a good word for it. He's, it was very silly. No, Raiden in the games is very serious, and Raiden is also like kind of very mysterious as well. I don't know. Yeah, they 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 certainly changed his character quite. A bit for the movie they made him the comic relief character which is which is dumb because they had johnny cage right there to be even more of the comic relief character johnny cage now that now that i we're talking about johnny cage johnny cage's backstory his motivation makes no sense even in the games because it's exactly the same it he is just that, wants to prove that he's a really good fighter he wants to prove because everyone says that he's, he's a fake okay but like this- he's this motivation is probably one of the most down to earth motivations in the whole thing because how many friggin' idiots are like, I'm going to prove I'm the best fighter and sign up for friggin' UFC. And it's like, you're going to get your ass beat. And yeah. then they do. They do this. Men do this. You're all idiots. Well, here's the thing Johnny Cage, it, according to his backstory, is supposed to be like a martial artist, and everyone says that he's fake. Yeah. Well, if he's popular because he was a martial artist, shouldn't there be like actual footage and like records of him fighting people and being good at it? Like, did they just fake it his entire life until he was a movie star? Like, I don't know. Pre-internet, it's hard to. I I guess. Additionally, additionally, if he if it was fake, 
Who would care? He's a movie star. Lots of people would care. People care. Do, okay, when was the last time somebody yelled at Dwayne Johnson for not knowing how to really fight people? He's an actor. Yep, but he was like huge in the WWE. Yeah, well, he was still not fighting real people. <laughs> like, yes, he, he was. Wrestling is it's 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 predetermined. It's predetermined, but it yes. still requires a lot of talent at wrestling. Yes, but it requires teamwork on the part of the people's wrestling. Yes, like but Triple still. H and, and and The Rock are not actually trying to but hurt you, each other. No, but in a movie, you wouldn't be trying to hurt each other either. That's why you. I this, know, but that's the it's thing. It's the same thing. Your yeah. analogy is terrible. No, ne- okay. When Can was we the, talk about no? When, how, why has anyone ever been like? Why is Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves isn't really fighting Hugo Weaving. That doesn't happen. But people love Keanu. My point is that it's a movie. Nobody says that they can't actually fight. But that's the thing. Keanu doesn't go around telling everybody, yeah, but really, I could actually kick that guy's ass if I wanted. But it seems like Johnny Cage is doing that. Uh, Well, Johnny Cage is very cocky. See? See? Holes. You are just- Holes I poke. Poke, poke, poke in your argument. Poke, poke, poke. Can we talk about Scorpion and Sub-Zero? I was actually about to talk about Scorpion and Sub-Zero. One, why are they white? Yeah, that's another. They're not. They shouldn't be white. One is Chinese and one is is Japanese in in the official canon. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this is where it really hit me that the effects. They, I, I'm sure they tried their best. Yes. Well, it was 1995, <laughs> and it wasn't. It was very early CG. And it's post Jurassic Park. No excuses. There's a uh, Han. We were talking about the mask and some of the stuff in the mask looking terrible, and it was the same year. This is worse by a long shot. Uh-huh. That thing coming out of Scorpion's hand. Yes. I don't know why they didn't just make him throw spears at people, but whatever. It was ridiculous. Yes. It was like a mouth on his hand. Yeah, it was like a little dragony thing. No, but the hand, the hole it comes out of on his hand, it was oh. like a mouth. It was disgusting. Uh-huh. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. And then- one of my favorites. I don't know why it tickled me so much. So they're like on the boat. Yes. And Raiden is like, come with me. And then he just poofs yes. and disappears. Where is he supposed to go? He, he, well, he teleported out of the boat onto the deck. So I had an appointment this morning. Uh huh. And Did I had to sit in a waiting away room. like that? No, I had to wait in a waiting room to mm-hmm. wait in a waiting room. Mm-hmm. And because, like, as you were, as you do. So I got put in the first waiting room to do the the COVID screen because mm-hmm. you have a COVID screen. And then so the woman comes in and she's okay, Laura. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And she's okay. No coat, blah, 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 blah. And I do that. And she's like, okay. And she's points. You can go down the hall down to the waiting room. And she's kind of points over her shoulder out of this room, not towards anything in particular. And there's I go out and there's three hallways and no signs. And this is kind of what it felt like in this movie. It's like, I have been told to go to a place with no instruction on how to get there. I went the wrong way uh-huh. and eventually got myself turned around and finally figured out where I was supposed to go. But it was like, exactly. I was, it's like, follow me. Poof. He just disappears. How do they find him? It's, a, it's not a big boat, I assume. But still. And there's other people on this boat. It's not just them. I know. It's, it's really funny how many pointless people there are in this movie like pointless fighters said they had to pad it out to an hour 41 okay so here here's here's some things well it's funny part of it is because they actually this is this is information about the movie some behind the scenes stuff that i know two of the fights are added 
after the movie was finished. They were put in because they did test screenings and people felt that there wasn't enough action in the movie. Can you guess there are one-on-one fights? Two fights were added to the movie. Liu Kang versus the guy who I thought was the guy from Tekken at first. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. Wrong. Okay. The two fights that were added were Scorpion versus Johnny Cage. Really? Yep. And Liu Kang versus Reptile. Oh. Those were the two fights that they added in the at the end because they didn't think that there was enough action in the movie. Like they 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 did like those early screenings and people were like, no, no fighting. So yeah. The two best fights in the entire movie, I would say, were after like afterthoughts. Yeah, because I gotta say, a lot of the fights were very short mm-hmm. and not very Mortal Kombat y. Yeah. They were very short. They're all quick fights. There wasn't a lot of great action. And like I looked up a lot of the the actor bios, and it seems like, and I could be wrong. So please, you know, if I am wrong, someone write in. Somebody knows more about Mortal Kombat. Possibly yourself, dear. Mm-hmm. A lot of the men in this movie have martial arts training from before even being in this movie. Yeah. Even the guy who plays Johnny Cage has some martial arts training. Yeah. But the women don't. Yes. So they didn't get women who actually know how to fight. Well, initially Which they had. kind of you can kind of see in the quality mm-hmm. of the fights. Well, of, of this, the Sonya and the Katana fights. Yeah. They are um, lackluster. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that I think is very entertaining about the Kano Sonya fight is that like she's trying to do martial arts and he's just like street brawling her, which makes it like a very different tone to the mm-hmm. rest of the fights. Like mm-hmm. the rest of the fights are martial artists doing martial art things. And then there's like, a fight where a dude just like hoofs people in the chest and like tries to stomp on them and stuff. Well, I mean, Johnny Cage defeats Goro by punching him in the balls. That's not how he defeats him. That's how he starts the fight. And that... That move is one of his signature moves from I, the game. That I do know. Yeah. Before I get away from Raiden too far, okay. I do want to note, that's not his real voice, is it? That's a voice he's putting on, right? What, Christopher Lambert? Is it Lambert or Lambert? I think it's Lambert. I don't know. He's he's like- A character actor? Well, no. He's from- I'm pretty sure he's like French. I'm, no, he's not French. It's- um. Oh, what is it? It's European. Swiss? I don't know. It's some. It's they speak French. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's kind of his voice. He sounds like that in Highlander. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because <laughs> I wanted to know because it's not great, <laughs> and it really adds to the silliness factor with some of the stuff Raiden. he says. But anyway, mm-hmm. and then you mentioned the fight with reptile. Yes, we talk about reptile. For sure, let's talk about reptile. <laughs> I just wrote down reptile because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh huh. The, the CG reptile, I'm assuming you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, because right before we see reptile, which is just, what nonsense is this? Mm-hmm. Like, when Johnny Cage is getting off one of the little canoes yes. with all his luggage. And he falls in the and water. And he falls. That was the one thing that got a genuine good laugh out of me. That that was the best part of the movie. Uh-huh. That was your favorite part? That was my favorite part of this whole movie. That was funny. <laughs> that was really good. Uh-huh. That was well-timed. It was well done. He just whoop, right forward. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Highlight of Mortal Kombat. Okay. <laughs> and then it was immediately after that a low light with 
reptile. Yeah, hundred percent. It really like peaks and valleys. Uh huh. Peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while we're talking about effects and how much you hated them, shall we get into Goro very quickly? Okay, so you we've established on the show that you do not like stop motion animation. Okay. Goro is not no, stop no, no. motion can I, animation. Can I, I don't like stop motion animation when it's mixed in with real stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. Like I like things like Corpse Bride and Coraline, I remember for Christmas, like all that stuff that's done purely with stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. That stuff is beautiful. I'm all about it. It's all good. But when you're using like that in a real setting, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. It it makes there's something about it that flips a switch in my brain that just rejects it. Right. It's like my eyeballs want to vomit. And you felt that way when you saw Goro. Hundred percent. And you were like, you told me there was no stop motion. In I this asked. Movie. I asked in the beginning of the movie. I was like, is there any stop motion in this? Because I really felt there was going to be some like claymation. Yeah. This. And I'm like, no, there's not. And you're like, no, I don't believe you. You lied to me. Goro is is claymation. And I'm like, no, it's a dude in a suit. Goro is a dude in a suit. The top half of him is animatronics. The guy inside is Tom Woodruff Jr. Tom Woodruff Jr. You might be familiar with because he has played throughout his his career. He was has been aliens very many times. Cool. Yeah, you don't give a shit. So yes, Goro was an animatronic, and I felt that Goro look was looked very good. And you're like, no, nope, it's terrible. Okay, I don't like how he moves in stillness. Mm-hmm. Goro looked very nice, but when he moved, it had that stop motion quality to it. My brain didn't like it. Not as much. As real stop motion, I will give you that. It didn't make my eyeballs vomit, but it made them gag a little. Mm-hmm. Again, he was not stop motion. He was a dude in a suit with an animatronic top half. Feels like it, though. You should have been looking at his lower hands because his lower hands. I was. Were the they were okay. Hands. That top stuff was. I don't like it. <laughs> also, so, okay, so they invite all these fighters to this island. Yes, for and the more combat. There's so many pointless fighters and i mean obviously they're mostly there to be in that montage where goro kills them all yeah but they serve them dinner they bring out this huge feast yes and then before anybody can eat any of it they trash it yes not the people that are eating the dinner but the people who are hosting dinner <laughs> <Yes>. trash it <laughs> and then they have a murder tournament fight in, in the center of the food and i'm just like that's a huge waste of food there's people who are starving uh-huh yep I mean, considering where they were, who knows what that food might have been. But, but yeah. So the, the, all of these fighters, including the the named pointless fighter who's not in the games, Art Lean, who it's like, no, not Art Lean. When Goro kills them, like they treat it like it's like the death of Johnny Cage. Meanwhile, it's like this guy that they invented for the movie. You who doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Until this moment. They're like, oh, he's a great fighter. And then he he fights one time and loses. <laughs> like He is cannon fodder. Yeah. Like, he's there to have Goro make an impactful murder. But, like, it's pointless because he's not an impactful character. Yeah, 100%. But I, I did notice out of all of the people, because remember, they, Johnny Cage makes his, his plea to, like, I'm going to fight Goro. And then Shang Tsung is like, Fine. If you fight Goro, then the next fight after this one will end the tournament. There is one cannon father dude who makes it to the end. If you look throughout the entire movie, there's this one dude 
who's got long hair and a plaid shirt and keeps showing up throughout the movie. And he's in the scene. He's like the only guy. Cause like, if you look at the, all of the, the people in the Goro Johnny Cage fight, all of the people are like Shang Tsung's guards. And then this dude in a flannel shirt and then Sonya and Lou. And that's it. Like this one guy makes it all the way to the end. Doesn't have to compete in final combat or anything. He made it. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I wonder if he had any fights because the rules to the tournament don't make any sense whatsoever. Speaking of, okay, so Liu Kang's obvious enemy is Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. I was going to say Shao Kahn. I mean, technically he is too, but Shao Kahn's not really in this movie till the very end. And Johnny Cage, I guess his enemy is Goro. Right. Or Scorpion. Or I mean, Scorpion. He's got that cool I don't fight. know. Johnny Cage is there to be Johnny Cage, but Sonya's enemy is Kano. Yes. He killed her partner. Mm-hmm. So you think for her, the climax of her story would be her killing Kano. Mm-hmm. That would be the, the peak moment in like her redemption, uh, not re- but like revenge story. She kills him like halfway through the movie and it's very anticlimactic. Yeah, it's very quick. It's not a great fight. No. She uses this weird handstand move on him that would not have worked. It's from the games. It would not have worked. It's it's from the games. That's why. And that's that. And you're like, does, does she just go home now? Because that's all she came for. Like, well, she didn't. She stayed. And I know, but it was but just she like, doesn't fight anyone else. Like she kind of is done. Yeah. Like the, I'm like. Uh, I mean, it's sort of it's it's interesting. Like like I said, the the, the rules of this tournament make absolutely no sense. No, not Be, because it. like. And it, I mean, it's on one hand, I mean, we're basing it on a video game tournament where the tournament in the video game is one person fights everyone because that's literally how those those tournaments always go. It's like, oh, you picked Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage fights everyone. You know, like that. that's yeah. how it goes. It's not like they're, everyone's bracketed off, right? And you never pick Johnny Cage. No, I'm a scorpion guy. I'm always picking scorpion and then Sub-Zero and then probably Reptile because I just keep picking different ninjas until I run out of ninjas. And then you don't play anymore. Yeah. $70 well spent. Yeah. <laughs> but certain people fight and then it's like, okay, but like this guy challenged this guy and, and, but these guys fight in an arena in front of everybody, but these ones don't like these ones are like, like the, the, the Katana fight is like on the beach in front of just Shang Tsung. Sub-Zero fights Liu Kang, like just in a room. They're the only ones there. Like yeah. how how does that how is that like regulated? Yeah. <laughs> like I mean I know though it is it's very it's a very weird tournament. There are really no reasons why anyone should win or lose a, th- this tournament at all. I mean all it comes in the end it comes down to the the reason the tournament is won and lost is because Shang Tsung's like fine this is the last fight it's you and me and that's it. Like that's that's the only reason the it ends yeah. the way it and does. Like, speaking of fight, like. Sub-Zero and Scorpion go out cheap in short fights. I mean, Scorpion's, Scorpion's better fight, than Sub-Zero. Yeah, Sub-Zero's is much shorter. But it's not that great. I mean, he throws the chain at Johnny Cage a few times, and then that's it. What? They fight in the friggin' Netherrealm for a while. Yeah, I guess. Okay. It's not bad. But I'm just kind of like, well, Scorpion- He shoots friggin' fire out of his skull head. Oh, Right. When he exploded. Yes, he explodes. It was ridiculous. Yeah, well, 
Scorpion is kind of a ridiculous character. But he, you know what? The stupid thing is Scorpion's like the most popular character and they killed him off so early. Again, the the whole they were following the plot of the movie and or the games, and the games, Liu Kang is the main character. Yeah, but everyone loves Scorpion. They, they got that right in the new one where it was like Scorpion gets a, somewhat of a spotlight in the new movie. Plus the actor. Yeah, and a great actor too. But. Anyway, but uh, the funny thing is, is, is Scorpion's fight was added in post. Like he wouldn't have done anything if they hadn't yeah, done that. Yeah, that's that's the thing that boggles my mind because, like, again, he's like the most popular character, and they just weren't going to have him do anything. Yeah, I mean, Sub Zero is not nearly as popular. Scorpion and Sub Zero are fairly wasted. Like uh, the, yes. the fact that they they hint at their backstory and then don't like none of it matters. You know, like because the the whole point is Scorpion is. Scorpion is a essentially he's a hell spawn who has come back to life after Sub Zero murdered his family mm-hmm. to get revenge, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, they're deadly enemies." <laughs> That's how it's re- framed in the movie. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I wish they'd gotten a little more fleshing out. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, and then Reptile, who does nothing but really sneak around, and then he has, like he said, because having it added in post makes more sense, but like. He turned out to be a much more worthy adversary fighting than Sub-Zero or Scorpion. So it would seem. Also, why was Reptile full of bugs? I don't know. That one doesn't really make sense. There's a lot that doesn't make sense. It was just like he was full of bugs. And I'm like, he's a reptile. You want to know another thing that doesn't make sense? Johnny is teleported to the nether realm by Scorpion. Scorpion then blows up. How does Johnny get back? Huh. <laughs> Cool scene and everything, but that is a how does Johnny get back from the Nether Realm? What a pickle! Uh-huh. What a pickle! <laughs> uh, let's say Mo. <laughs> a wizard did it. <laughs> Raiden shows up and poofs him back with poofs lightning. Him back. And then when they beat the bad guy, they beat Shang Tsung at the end. Yeah. There's like a spinning Christmas tree of spirits. Yeah, well, it's all the spirits being released. It's a soul nato. But it looks like a Christmas tree. Because it was bright? It was just shaped like a Christmas tree. Oh, you mean the tower with the lights coming out of it? But it was spinning. The light was spinning. Yeah, with the spirits. Because it was a soul nato. Soul natos are very common in Mortal Kombat lore. Soul natos. Is that the official term? That's what it's called. It's called, if you look up. I won't. On the, I mean, no, you won't. But if you looked up <laughs> on like the Mortal Kombat wiki page, a soul nato, like they talk about soul natos in the games. The fact that this happens so often, it has a name. But then, after all of this. Yes. The movie technically ends on a cliffhanger. It does end on a cliffhanger. It I'm ends. I'm just like, no, what is this nonsense? Yeah. Well, they, they were setting up for. Because, I mean, really, like I told you, this is more of a continu- a combination of one and two. It's got some features of both. And the third movie, the third game's plot, rather, is that Shao Kahn breaks the rules of Mortal Kombat and comes into our world and just takes it over instead of doing the tournament thing, which is what they actually did in the second movie as well. So they kind of like skipped a- They skipped a movie. But you're not going to make me watch the second one again, right? No, I, I, I mean, maybe later, but no, <laughs> it qualifies. It was a number one. Oh, I know. But probably not. It's I, I'm well aware that it 
it's an acquired taste. And even then I'm like, this is kind of dumb. But anyway. <laughs> Too bad you will die. Will die. Yes. Yeah. There's some classic stupid one noise in it like that. It's got James Remar. It's got James Remar and his very obvious stunt doubles. Ooh. Yeah. Anytime there's any kind of like Kung Fu action with Raiden, very clearly not James Remar. Yeah, but still. Ray like, Park is in the movie. He's one of the reptiles. One of the reptiles. There's like three reptiles for some reason. The second movie's not that great. Yeah, so I've heard mm-hmm. from you, and you've made me watch it. Because you needed to know how not great it was. <laughs> they actually had a setup in the second movie that got cut to for a third movie that would have been based on Mortal Kombat 4. Do you remember Quan Chi? No. Of course not. Quan Chi was a cameo in the second movie and it was just it was literally like they just picked some guy who was there like he's not even an actor he doesn't have any lines they did him up in the face paint they put him in the costume and there are versions of the movie where you can see him on the box art where he's like in there's like a screen cap and he's there but he's not in the movie like they they cut the scene entirely and it was supposed to set up a third movie where they would go into the plot of the fourth game and then that never happened so huh yeah, the more you know. But yeah, so we have our, our tournament. We have our winners. We have our cliffhanger ending. So that's what we thought of this movie. And critics in 1995 had their own thoughts on this movie. But Laura, why don't you fill us in on some past reviews? So to my shock, this movie has a 44% critical approval mm-hmm. and a 57% audience approval, which is much higher than I expected, especially for the critical. Mm-hmm. Audience, I could have seen around 50, mm-hmm. but 44 for critical. <laughs> so Roger Ebert yep. called it kind of like a middle ground movie. The fans might be disappointed by the film's killings being much less brutal than the notoriously violent Mortal Kombat video games. Yeah, yeah. That's actually something I forgot to bring up. Is that the the movie is significantly less violent? Oh than yeah. It's, uh, like like there's one scene I did enjoy. I got a laugh out of you when Shang Tsung gets gets punched and he bleeds on his lip. I was like, no one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> and you thought that was funny. At yes. Time. Yeah. Gene Siskel liked this movie. Really? Yeah. Gene Siskel, the Chicago Tribune, said the only decent video game turned into a movie. You know what? There's At a this lot. Point, of, there's yeah. a lot of people who say like this is still the best, the still the best video game movie. I have heard, I have heard there is a movie that just came out called Werewolf Within, which is based on like a very like I, I didn't even know it was a video game, and apparently it is very very good, and hmm. it is apparently the best video game movie now. Hmm. Anyway, he says, why is this? Obviously, because the filmmakers have really tried to offer some eye-popping visuals that can provide the same stimuli as the video game itself. And then Nigel Andrews of the Financial Times said, it's too violent for children and too silly for anyone else. (laughs) No awards, I take it. It won, like, something for music. It had a really good soundtrack. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, more the soundtrack is more known for the Mortal Kombat theme than anything, which is funny because it actually originates in more of the games. Like the theme is not from the movie. It's from something else. They did a soundtrack of the game that wasn't in the game. Like they did like a special album and I had it. I don't know. I don't 
I left it at my parents' house when we moved out, and I'm pretty sure that mom took it to the Miko's on, which is unfortunate because it's probably worth a lot of money at this point. It's rare. I mean, it might not be. You know what? I'm going to look it up. But the, it's a soundtrack, and it's all like songs about people in the games. And like, like each song is like the Scorpion song, and this is the Sub Zero song. And like, I know it very well, the, the soundtrack itself. I could recite to you some of the songs and you would be like, this is garbage. I hate yeah, this. Can we not? But the Mortal Kombat theme originated from this album. And like, I've actually seen things that are like, oh yeah, it came from the movie, not, not from the games. And it's, that's not true at all. It's from this, this album. It's not really worth much. Shocking. No, then maybe I'll pick it up again. Don't. <laughs> it's like 12 bucks. Stop. <laughs> anyway that's what everybody else thought about it i guess it's time to get into our own reviews and i'm sure this is going to be incredibly entertaining but i go first look i'm aware that this movie should be a plane maybe even a burnt but there's no way i can give it anything less in my heart than a double butter as a fan of mortal kombat this movie is phenomenal and I know I'm wrong, <laughs> but I don't care. Double butter is my rating for this movie. <laughs> wow. Yep. Surprise to no one. I'm going to give this a burnt. Really? I feel like this is the first time that you've burnt. No, maybe not. My, but it's not often that you give a burnt to a movie that I've picked. It's um, it's not good, hon. <laughs> If we're basing our criteria off of, is it a movie I would recommend other people uh-huh. to watch for any reason? No. I would tell people to actively avoid this movie unless they <laughs> want to laugh at it. It's like, if you want to watch something that's dumb and that you could laugh at it with some friends, okay. Okay. This is, uh, it's, uh, it's too long. It's too long by about 20 minutes. But I mean, it's worth a chuckle. So that upgrades it to a plane. No, (laughs) it's not good. It's a bad movie. It's not good. I feel like the people who have nostalgia for this movie are still going to enjoy it like I do. But going in fresh. Yeah, you're you're not going to like it. As I said, in my in my heart, I I know this movie should probably have a much lower rating, but I'm not going to give it that because I still enjoyed it. I had a great time. I gave it a double letter. I'm happy for you. Good. And that will do it for this week's episode. But next week, we'll be taking a look at... True Lies. Oh, nice. I've been meaning to pick that one. So it's like it's like an extra pick for me almost. Yeah, it's one I've wanted to, again, watch again for a long time. And I remember really liking. So to go back and watch it objectively with Critical Eye, I think will be interesting. Because I, f- I feel like... I expect it to hold up, but I could be wrong. I feel like that it's not on any streaming services, so I'm definitely going to have to find that DVD at some point next week. But anyway, look forward to True Lies next week. I, I'm going to look forward to that. For this week's episode of Burn Popcorn, I am Mike. And I'm Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Mortal Kombat! You're not good at it. Well, I'm trying not to wake the baby. I could just go for it, but I don't, don't. want to. Don't.